Christ. John chapter number 3, John 3 and verse 16, John 3, 16, and uh, this is week 4 uh, in a row, 4 in this little series that we've started on John 3, 16, and I know we'll be bringing a message today and uh, next Sunday morning, Lord willing, as well, and uh, we'll see uh, where the Lord takes us beyond that, but we're, we're going to read our text in John 3, verse 16. I'm going to refer to a couple of passages in John 4 and 5 uh, this morning, just so you, you're aware of that. And then towards the end of the uh, message, we'll look at Revelation chapter number 20 once again. John chapter 3 and verse 16, of course, we're all very familiar with this verse. I would think the majority, if not all of us, could quote this verse. And so uh, this morning, we're going to read it together again, John chapter 3, verse 16. And when I give you the the ready, then we'll begin reading John 3, verse 16. And let's begin. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What a verse of Scripture. Uh, what a promise. Uh, there's something about reading that verse. There's something about hearing that verse. Uh, the most famous verse in the Bible, and uh, we've seen many things uh, from this verse of Scripture already. We talked about uh, the significance of John 3.16. It was not significant. It is not significant uh, because it's the most famous verse. It is not significant because it shows up in places that you wouldn't expect a Bible reference to show up at, but it's significant because of the word love. It's significant because God loved man. We also saw the penalty found in John 3.16. It comes from that word perish, to be lost eternally. To reject Christ is to perish. To believe on Christ is to not have to perish. What a wonderful truth. Last Sunday morning, if you can remember back to last Sunday morning, we talked about the life described in John 3.16. It is not this life we have here. This is temporal. This is a vapor. Uh, this, is, this is here, then it's gone. But it's everlasting life uh, that we have through the Lord Jesus Christ. Our focus this morning comes from a very important word, and it is the word whosoever. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So we're going to look at John 3.16 this morning through the lens of the word whosoever. And the title of my, of my message this morning is the whosoever in John 3.16. It's important to know the love of God. It's important to know that there's a penalty. It's important to know that there's everlasting life. Uh, but it's important to look at this word whosoever. And I trust it will be a help to us this morning. Father, I pray that as we look at... Your word once again this morning, and as we ponder John 3.16 once again, may the truths of this verse of Scripture be more real to us today than they were yesterday. Father, again, I pray as I've prayed already several times this morning for one who's unsaved, may they realize that Jesus is the answer. Jesus has paid the price, and it's only through Him we might be saved. I pray for those who this morning who have already been saved, may we be, be strengthened by your promises. Uh, may we have more boldness in our witness because of your promises. May we serve you in a greater way because of what you have done for us. 
And Father, I pray that you'll bless your church today and may Christ be honored. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What benefit would the love found in John 3.16 be if no one received it? What would it really matter if the source of love did not intend his love for anyone in particular? How cruel would it be for there to be a record of everlasting life and yet no one could receive it? How hopeless would it be for man's future to be to perish with no hope of escaping? But because of John 3.16, we read that there is a recipient of the love found in this verse. And it's found in the word whosoever. We find in John 3.16 that God's love is intended to be received. Who is it intended to be received by? We know by that word, whosoever. Everlasting life is available. And who is everlasting life available to? Why, there's that word again, whosoever. That horrible fate to perish to be lost eternally, there is an escape from perishing. Who is that escape available to? Well, again, we find the answer in the word whosoever. As we look at this word this morning, the whosoever in John 3.16, it is certainly important for us to properly define the word whosoever. It's a very simple definition, I think, Even a child this morning may not be able to verbalize it, but understands who whosoever applies to. But according to Webster's 1828 Dictionary, it's very simple. Whosoever is anyone, any person whatsoever. In other words, anybody who has ever lived, anybody living today, You say, well, Pastor, I think it excludes, according to definition, it's anyone. But what about those who, any person, whatsoever? So whatever qualifier you put on an individual, whosoever means anybody. There was a man who was quoted as saying he preferred to see the word whosoever in John 3.16 than to see his own name there. He said, I would rather it read as it is that whosoever believeth that if my name was actually in the place of the word whosoever. His reasoning was that out of fear there'd be somebody who had the same name and that it would not apply to me. He liked the word whosoever better. And certainly, I can. This, this happened to me some time ago. I was in, an off, in, a, in, a, in a waiting room in a medical facility, and, and uh, I had given my, because uh, if you walk in there, they want your debit card, so I had given my debit card, and, and uh, they had that, and the way it was set up, there really wasn't any seating in front of the receptionist, and so there was a waiting on one side, a waiting on one side, and, and so the receptionist would have to call out the name so the person could come back up and get their, uh, the, the, the information and their, and their card back, and so it wasn't too long, and she, she shouted my name, Greg Neal. So I, I, I'm used to doing what, I, what I'm told, and so I get up, and I walk over there, and about that time, I see 
on the other side of the, the waiting room, the other side of the, the area that was kind of separated, I see a, a big black man. He's about three inches taller than me. Uh, he was probably 10 years older than me. He's walking to the uh, receptionist as well. And I didn't think anything of it, but we got close, closer about the time we started walking. Uh, the receptionist view was, was, was uh, obstructed from the two waiting areas. And so uh, she said, Greg Neal. And so we both walked and we got to where we were probably um, four or five feet away. We weren't social distancing back then, about four or five feet away. And, and it was the oddest thing. And I don't think either one of us was thinking this. And we, our eyes kind of met. And he asked me, he says, is your name Greg Neal? I looked at him and I said, is your name Greg Neal? We both looked at the receptionist and said, which Greg Neal? His name was Greg Neal. My name is Greg Neal. We lived in the same town perfectly illustrating that God removed any restriction when he used the word whosoever. Whosoever includes kings and queens. Whosoever includes princes and paupers. Whosoever includes the young and the old. It includes the religious and the non-religious. Whosoever includes the criminal and the law-abiding citizen. Whosoever includes the vagabond and the rich. The word whosoever casts a broad net that is so broad it covers mankind. We're going to look at a few things, and I've got four statements I want to make about the word whosoever as we see it in John chapter 3, in verse number 16. The first statement is this. We look at the word whosoever in context of the world. Notice in your Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever. It is important for us to really grasp the meaning of the word whosoever, we know what the dictionary says. It means anybody. It means anybody whatsoever. It means everyone. But it's important to get a greater understanding of the word whosoever by what God says when he says he loved the world. To put in a little bit of a context this morning, that the vastness of God's love, the greatness of God's forgiveness, the meaning of the word whosoever, the individual in the vastness of the word whosoever. There is an estimated 7.8 billion people in the world today. The word whosoever applies to everyone in the world. In the year 1900, according to world population history, there was 1.5 billion people living in 1900. In the year 1800, according to the same source, there was 913 million people living in the year 1800. 
Now, there's no way for us to really calculate how many people have lived and died between the year 1800 and today. But I picked three years, three days, to kind of give us just an understanding of the number of people. Now, of course, between 1800 and 1900, there were people who lived and died. But in that, dep- in, in that population, would grow every year to 1900. Of the 1.5 billion that lived in 1900, every year after that, some lived and some died, but the population grew. So in 1901, it was greater. In 1902, it was greater. I think we understand that. So I'm not, we're not totaling 1800 all the way to 1900 and 1900 all the way to uh, the year 2000. But in the year 1800, 913 million In the year 1900, 1.5 billion. I choose this because those that lived in that count, in that population count, in 1800, none of them are here today. The same is true in 1900. None of them are here today. For those of you that are going to fact check that, I already did. They're not here today. Of the estimated, you take the estimated 7.8 billion who live today... You had the 1.5 billion who were living in 1900. You had the 913 million who were living in 1800. And then you get a population of just those three years at those three times of 9.3 billion people. We say, for God so loved the world, and we think of us. We say, for God so loved the world, and we think of our family. We say, for God so loved the world, and we think of our church, we think of our city, we think of our state, we think of our nation. But just those three years, in those three instances, God's love is so great and so vast that it covered 9.3 billion people. Obviously, there's been many more who have lived since the world was created. Give you some context of whosoever, the individual, in the vastness of God loved the world. And I thank God, and I'm thankful that he loved the world. I'm grateful for the word whosoever. But to give a little more clarity and context to the word whosoever, the United States of America recognizes 195 different countries on the planet in the world today. That's, that's 194, for those of you that aren't very good with math, in addition to the United States of America, the nation we live in. I believe God loves America. I believe God wants to save. It's the will of God for every individual who lives in our great nation to look to the Lord Jesus Christ, trust Him as as their personal Savior, and believe on Him. I believe God would save everybody who lived in our great nation who looked to the Lord Jesus Christ. But that's just one nation. I believe if we were to name every nation on the planet today all 195 of them, all of the whosoevers that exist inside of the 195 different countries, that's who God loved. There's an estimated 6,500 to 7,000 different languages spoken in the world today. 
What does John 3, 16, what does the crucifixion, the death, the burial, and the resurrection say to all 6,500 to 7,000 different languages that God so loved the world? According to World Religion Database, they recognize 234 different religions. But according to the register.com, it's estimated that estimate is to be as high as 4,300 different religions. And if there are 4,300 different religions, I'm here to tell you that according to John 3:16, not one of them will take anybody to heaven. But only through the Son of God. But I bring that out to say even if it's 234 on the low end, that there's 234 different ways of quote-unquote worship today, and God would save every individual who's involved in all of that false religion, all of that false worship, if they would look to the Lord Jesus Christ. According to the Joshua Project, there's a an approximation of 24,000 different people groups on our planet. And when God says that he loved the world, he was saying, I love all 24,000 different people groups. His love is not limited by religious borders, ethnic borders, or anything else, to get a proper context of the word whosoever. And when Jesus died for whosoever and God said he loved whosoever, friend, that's me. That's you. And Jesus would have died for my sins if I'd been the only person who had ever lived. But it's true. For the 9.3 billion people who live just in those three instances I named, that if any one of them would have been the only one who had ever lived, Jesus would have come and died and paid for their sins so that they might have a home in heaven. Friend, whosoever is an individual word, it's a narrow word. It casts a, a big net Casting a lot of, of, of area. But let me remind you, in context of the world, how big the love of God is. With the world, it provides context to that whosoever. Think about the greatness of the word. I think there's a lot of vast differences in the 195 different countries on this planet, don't you? I think there's probably some different ways of doing things in the 24,000 different people groups. But Jesus died for every single one of them. Just as a side note, it's something that I think is good for us to think about. It doesn't really tie in with my message this morning. If Jesus died for in just this one illustration, three different times of history, 9.3 billion people. Is there any wonder that when he was on the cross, the skies turned black? As he took upon him the sins of every man? Is there any wonder that 
God the Father turned His back as Jesus became sin. There's enough sin in this room to turn the skies black. Would you think of the sin of 9.3 billion people and beyond that, Jesus, the perfect Son of God. When you put it in this context, how can we believe that a man can say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, and you be, you, be, you be forgiven? How can we say that we could work our way to heaven when you put it in the context of who the Son of God is and what He did, whosoever in context of the world? For God so loved the world. Statement number two this morning. Whosoever is an invitation. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him. I'm glad that as a child I heard the invitation of a loving God to be forgiven of my sins. I'm glad that with that word whosoever there was was no wondering did that apply to me? There was no what do I have to do to fit into that definition? It was an invitation to believe in Him. Turn in your Bibles one chapter over to John chapter number 4. We read of the story that's commonly referred to as the woman at the well. We begin reading in verse number 6. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. and It was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For all his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Whosoever is an invitation. Just as we see in this story, Jesus gave an invitation to that Samaritan woman who had been living in sin of drinking that living water so that she would never thirst again. That word whosoever in John 3, 16 is an invitation to the world today. It was an invitation to the world of generations gone by. It's an invitation to the world in the future. Come to the Son of God. Look to the Son of God. Believe on Him and thou shalt be saved. The Bible goes on to tell us in Acts chapter 2 verse 21 and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Acts 10 43 to him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Romans 10 13 for whosoever 
shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Revelation 22, verse 17, In the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. There's a reason why whosoever is in John 3, 16, because it's an invitation. It's an invitation to believe on the Son of God. It's an invitation of salvation. It's an invitation to know the love of God. And that's the second thing we've got to see this morning is whosoever is an invitation. Now, number three, as I move quickly this morning, whosoever is inclusive, not exclusive. Whosoever is inclusive, not exclusive. I remind you this morning of the definition of whosoever, anyone. That is pretty inclusive. Anyone. See, the world's got it backwards. Those of you Bible believers, it's so narrow that God, would, God is the God of hate, he would exclude. Oh, no. Because when sins were paid for, he said whosoever could come. You can't get more inclusive then anyone, any person whatsoever, I remind you in John chapter number 4, in verses 1 through 4, we find the story of the pool of Bethesda. I'll read very quickly, beginning with verse 1 of John 5. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. Verse 4, For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. There's that word again. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Many are familiar with this story and I've actually been to that spot in Jerusalem and there was that pool and all of the sick would gather around and the angel of God would come and trouble the water and the first person to get in the water would be healed. If it was a blind man, he'd, he'd be able to see. If he was a lame man, he'd be able to walk. You can imagine how all of those with infirmities would gather around hoping to be that first one to be healed. And that word whosoever tells us in verse number 4 that whosoever was the first one in was healed. There was never an occasion because of that word whosoever when someone was the first person in and they didn't fit the description and therefore they were not healed. It was whosoever was healed. There was no restrictions on the healing of the infirmity. And in a much greater context today, aren't you thankful that when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, there's never been an individual excluded from the eternal healing that would take place in their life? Even those that man would say could never be saved, God said, whosoever. Even those who we would say are beyond help, God says, 
whosoever. Even those that we may have uh, a bitterness towards in our own life, God says, whosoever. There's never been a time in, in history of man where a man has said, God, would you forgive me? God, would you heal me? God, would you give me a forgiveness of sins? And God said, no, you don't meet the qualifications. Just as the one who touched the water first, if they were a Jew, they were healed. If they had been a Gentile, they'd have been healed. Because whosoever got there first, God healed them. It did not matter who. This is a theme throughout the Bible. Isaiah 53.6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Hebrews 2.9, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 2, And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ourselves, us only, ours only, but also. Oh, I love those two words. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of of the whole world. For God so loved the world, but also for the sins of the whole world. God just did not say He loved the world. God showed He loved the world by paying for the sins of the whole world. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. As some men count slackness, but His long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Whosoever is inclusive, it's not exclusive. To say God will save some, but not all, is a slander against God. The misinterpretation of a verse of Scripture and says God will not save all, it goes against the very nature of God. Because God is love. Let me help you this morning if you're wondering if God really loved you enough to send His Son to pay for your sins. Uh, whosoever, whosoever, everyone, anyone, no matter who, no matter what, salvation is for all. It's not an American gospel. It's a worldwide gospel. It's not a white gospel, a black gospel, a brown gospel. It's an every man gospel. It's not a gospel for the Baptists and nobody else. It is an every man gospel. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then number four. The fourth statement we must look at when considering the word whosoever is this. Whosoever is an ultimatum. We look at whosoever in the context of the world. We've already established whosoever is an invitation. 
Whosoever is inclusive, not exclusive. But the word whosoever is also an ultimatum. We look at John 3.16 again, and for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In Revelation chapter number 20, which we've looked at for a few times this in this series, we find this passage of Scripture again, and we begin in verse number 11. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Revelation 20, verse number 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Now, we established last week uh, very clearly through Scripture that those whose names are in the books of, book of life are the saved. Those are the redeemed. So this is a group, this is a crowd of those who are unsaved, and they're judged by their sins, by their works. Verse 13, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Verse 15, And whosoever, and anyone, any person whatsoever, was not found written in the book of life, was cast into the lake of fire. So when I say whosoever is an ultimatum, it's very simple. We have a choice as man to be included and to allow the whosoever in John 3.16 to speak to us or be included in the Revelation chapter 20 and verse 15, whosoever. Hear me very quick, clearly this morning. Just as your race, religion, or social standing does not exclude you from the whosoever in John 3.16, your race, religion, or social standing will not exclude you from the whosoever in Revelation 20.15. So my question for you this morning and for all of us to be able to answer is which whosoever are you? Are you the whosoever of John 3.16? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him... Yes, it applies to all of us, but what I mean by that this morning, have you, have you grabbed a hold of that gift? Have you looked to the Son of God? Have you asked Him to forgive you of your sins? Are you believing on Him and Him alone? Not baptism, not church membership, not good works, but just Jesus Christ. Because we're told... Whosoever can escape that penalty, whosoever can be saved, whosoever that wants forgiveness can have it, whosoever can have everlasting life. But when we come to Revelation chapter number 20, those who have rejected the truth of John 3.16 will be gathered before a holy, righteous, almighty God. And there'll be no arguing their position of I'm a church member. 
There'll be no argument of, well, I just think the gospel's too narrow. There'll be no offering of, I'm this religion or this religion or this religion. Because when man is in the presence of the Almighty God, man understands exactly what man is. And the whosoever that is not written in the Lamb's book of life will all have the same fate. The Bible tells us whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So before we can properly and accurately, or should I say, get a full understanding of the word whosoever in John 3.16, we must also understand whosoever in Revelation 20 and verse 15. Because if one applies to all, and it does, then the other applies to all who have not received Christ, and it does. So I conclude my message this morning in this way. Are you one of those who have believed on Him? Aren't you thankful this morning? Can you praise God? Can you offer a prayer of gratefulness and thanksgiving to an Almighty God who in spite of your sin, in spite of what you are, he loved you and sent His Son, not just to die for the billions in this world, but for you. And you heard the invitation of whosoever that is found in John three sixteen, And because of that, you have no fear of the whosoever found in Revelation 20, verse 15. But hear me very clearly this morning. If you've rejected the truth and the promise in the, in the invitation of John 3.16, your focus this morning shouldn't be on the most famous verse in the Bible. Your, verse, your focus this morning should be on a verse that should keep you up at night, should not allow you to sleep, should trouble you if you leave the building without dealing with it. For whosoever is not found in the book of life will be cast into the lake of fire. If one whosoever applies and it does, the other whosoever applies... John 3.16, the most famous verse in the Bible, the most significant verse in the Bible. That word whosoever, I think now by using the Bible itself, we have a greater understanding. Nobody in here is excluded from John 3.16. If you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, maybe you're depending on something else and the Spirit of God has helped you to know and the Spirit of God is, is, has, 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 has whispered in your ear this morning and said, what you're depending on is not saving you. What you're depending on is not going to, it doesn't offer forgiveness. It's only Jesus Christ. I would urge you this morning to treat the next few minutes like they're the most important few minutes of your life because they very well may be 
you don't know for sure, you're on your way to heaven. I'd get that settled. Because just as real, John 3, 16 is. There's that invitation. Revelation 20, 15. It's just as real with an ultimatum. Accept the invitation while there's time. Because the ultimatum will stand. Friend, this morning, if you're saved, this gives us another glimpse of what God's really done for us. It reminds us once again of how unworthy we are of God's love. It reminds us once again that there's no man too far gone to be saved. It tells us once again that God loved the whole world. You see all the, all the things going on in our own nation today. What would fix it is God loves the whole world. Whosoever, if you're saved this morning, rejoice in your salvation. If you're here this morning and you're not saved, you have doubts about it. Are you depending on something else? John 3.16 is a real verse. It's, it's not just a tagline. It's not just a reference written on a sign held up at a ball game. It's not just a slogan on a t-shirt. It's an invitation for forgiveness of sins. But I must also remind you, Revelation 20, verse 15, the word whosoever in that verse of Scripture means the same as the whosoever in John 3, 16. The fact that your mom and dad go to heaven doesn't mean you'll go unless you go through the Lord Jesus. Because your grandma prayed for you She's on the other side. Doesn't mean you'll go if you don't go through Jesus. You must know for sure. I wonder who this morning, I know this is mostly us, but I wonder who this morning, you're hearing the invitation. We're going to pray in just a moment. We're going to have a time of invitation. Christians, I would invite you to come as the Lord has dealt with you. Maybe today's a good day for you to just take a moment and say, God, I got to thank you again for saving me. Or maybe the Holy Spirit brings to your mind somebody you know and love and care for who's unsaved. I can't think of a better time and a better place to take a moment and pray for their salvation. But for one who may be unsaved this morning, I believe from the message you've heard the invitation. I would encourage you to answer the invitation before you face the ultimatum. Father, I pray this morning that you would use the message.